Welcome back to a very special TBT Tuesday episode of the Locked On Iowa podcast, your daily podcast covering the Iowa Hawkeyes and on Tuesdays, the Iowa United on the Locked On Sports Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and I'm excited to be back for another episode of the show. And on today's episode, we have former South Dakota State Jackrabbit, three-time Summit League Player of the Year, the leading scorer in the history of the Summit League, and former All-American and current professional basketball player overseas in Spain. We have Mike Dom on the show today. Really excited to be bringing you this interview. Had a fantastic time talking with him about his time overseas, his time at South Dakota State, um, you know, his NBA opportunities post the draft, and then also what he's looking forward to most about playing with the Iowa United in the $2 million winner-take-all TBT tournament this summer. Before we do that, though, we have a few housekeeping items to take care of. Um, just want to quickly remind you that today's episode is brought to you by the great folks at Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market. It's my go-to anytime I have a workout. High in protein, low in calories, low in sugar, a great source to get you your post-workout nutrition that you need right after a workout. And right now, we have a great discount you can use. Um, use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first order of Built Bars at BuiltBar.com. Also, if you are tuning in for the first time and you do like the show today, make sure to give us that five-star review and subscribe wherever you downloaded this podcast at and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And as always, have to shout out the folks who are bringing this you know, podcast episode to life, the Iowa United. You can follow them on Twitter at IowaTBT and make sure to follow Mike Dom at the Dominator 24 D-A-U-M-I-N-A-T-O-R 24. You can follow him on Twitter as well. That being said, let's jump into the show, the interview with Mike Dom right now. All right, I am joined here by three-time team or three time Summit League Player of the Year, Mike Dom. Mike, I'm happy to have you on the show, man. Really excited to watch you play for the Iowa United. Um, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing really well. I uh, appreciate you having me on. I'm excited to, to just kind of get to know you and get my name out there a little bit. Absolutely, man. So um, let's start with the easy question first. Um, how did you hear about Iowa United and what kind of brought you to this team or what kind of made you feel like you should be a part of this team as opposed to other TBT teams? Yeah, for sure. I mean, first off, uh, Jeff Horner was kind of the one who reached out to me and just sent like a simple text messages, you know, telling me he was at North Dakota State when I played there um, and things like that. So 
I was kind of, I mean, I knew what the TBT was. I had a couple buddies who played on TBT teams, um, you know, earlier and I was kind of skeptical about doing it, obviously, just because I, it's an unknown territory for me. I've never done it before, but obviously after, you know, having a professional year under my belt, I, I understand, I understand everything now. So I was able to, I mean, he's pretty much just laid out everything and he's like, let's just, you know, stay in touch throughout, uh, you know, the rest of my professional season. And, um, I don't know, just, just kind of him staying in touch with me the whole time, built that relationship for me to just kind of trust him. And then that kind of just led to me, you know, joining on with the, with the Iowa United. Absolutely, man. And, um, I, I mean, Jeff Warner is a great dude. I had him on the show last year. Uh, fantastic coach. I think a really great asset to the Iowa United, um, having played obviously in the state, uh, coaching at the college ranks right now. I think that's an awesome, awesome guy to play under for a couple games. Yeah, for sure. No, he, I mean, you know, like you said, he's, he's just a solid dude. And I think it was just, you know, just the consistent communication and, uh, you know, consistency of that just helped, you know, lead me to wanting to, wanting to play for it. Awesome, man. We'll get on the Iowa United piece um, a little bit later as well, but let's take a, let's take a step back and start with your time coming out of Nebraska, um, a small town in Western Nebraska, and you ultimately end up um, at South Dakota State. Uh, I looked up your recruiting rankings. Um, there really wasn't any I think obviously they got a lot of things wrong there I think that's pretty obvious to everyone but what was your recruiting experience like and um, how did you get on South Dakota State's radar yeah you know my my recruiting experience was uh it was a different one for sure I mean coming from western Nebraska it's not this you know not this high uh high profile place where you know there's going to be a college a lot of college coaches around and things like that so I actually had to join an AAU team uh, out of Fort Collins Colorado and ultimately that just led to me being able to get good exposure um, to these division one coaches. So from then, I mean, I joined it the, my freshman summer and, and then from then on, you know, it was just driving an hour and a half every day to practices and things like that. Just a lot of time commitment, but you know, all of it paid off for me. And then obviously being able to get an offer from South Dakota state. And I think, I think I had, I don't know, eight or nine other division one offers. Um, so for me, you know, South Dakota state was, you know, one of those schools that just had a, a really bright future in my eyes, been to the NCAA tournament before. And, and for me, obviously I just wanted to play in the NCAA tournament. That's like a, a kid's dream ever since I was little. So that's kind of what led to me going on to South Dakota state. And it's, uh, it's been amazing. Yeah. So I want to touch on the, the NCAA tournament piece here in a second, but I'm just shocked. So is Kimberly, Nebraska really only an hour and a half away from Fort Collins? Yeah, yeah, that's it. We're we're so far on the on the western side oh, of the yeah. state, right in the bottom of the Panhandle. We're like you're I close to Cheyenne. Border, yeah, yeah, very close. Only an hour away from Cheyenne. Like the borders to Wyoming is twenty minutes, and the border to Colorado is like thirty minutes. That makes sense. I don't know why when I looked it up originally, for some reason I knew it was on the it was on the western side, but I didn't realize just how western that was. But that makes makes a lot more sense. All right, well, I'm actually I actually live in Denver, so I'm not too far from your hometown. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, no, I, I visit Denver frequently. Yeah, it's a great, great place. If you up here, if you're ever out here, man, I'll get you a beer. For sure, for sure. Awesome, dude. Well, um, so let's get to the NCAA tournament piece. You, you know, that was one of your dreams growing up, and I think you, uh, you were able to accomplish that. You played in three NCAA tournaments. Um, what were those experiences like for you? Oh, uh, they were one of a kind. You know, those are those are the those are the type of things that I'll never forget. Those are the things that you know when I grow old with my with my family and with my teammates. Um, we'll just be able to sit back and laugh on all the moments and all the time we shared. Um, but making to the NCAA tournament is it's a it's a once in a lifetime experience. You know, for me, 
I'm a guy who really likes to to take care of my teammates and and for me just just being able to you know make it there, seeing the joy on my teammates' face after you know winning a conference championship, and then just the just spending each day with those guys, you know, the travel to the the NCAA location, and just having all the fun with uh, with social media and the media you know side of things that goes on. So for me, it was it's a it's, it's a fantastic experience, one that I'll never forget. That's awesome, man. Um, and if you had to pick probably the best experience or the best moment from your, your three NCAA tournaments, what would it be? Ooh, that's tough. I'm going to have to go with probably, probably the first NCAA tournament I played in. Um, you know, that, that very first one, you know, was just something. It was a new territory for me. I've never, you know, never experienced anything quite like it. Um, I think just getting out in front. We played Maryland that year, too. So it was it was a fantastic game. The crowd was crazy. And uh that's definitely that's definitely the one that I'll never forget. That's awesome, man. Just want to give a quick you know quick shout out to our sponsors at Built Bar. Um, they make an incredible tasting protein bar. I have tried so many protein bars over the course of kind of my training and whatnot for the last ten years, um, doing marathons, half Ironmans, and full Ironmans. I've tried pretty much every protein bar in the book, and every protein bar they come at you and they say oh, this is going to be delicious mint chocolate chip or there's this delicious peanut butter. And you always get that chalky taste. You always get kind of that that gross taste in your mouth after eating it. Um, so a little bit, I was a little bit skeptical coming into trying a Built Bar. And after trying it, I ate eight Built Bars in eight days, um, all before my workouts, before my big training sessions. And they were fantastic, great tasting, 100% covered in chocolate. I love chocolate, big fan of that. And I'm not a, I'm not a guy who has nut allergies, but they do have nut-free flavors, eight of them. It's, in fact, 16 overall flavors. Um, this, is the, this is the Built Bar for you. If you are an athlete, if you are a guy who goes on runs, even if you just are a guy who just wants a little pick-me-up during the day, absolutely you should try Built Bars. Lower in calories than Cliff Bars, higher in proteins, lower in sugar, um, just a fantastic, you know, fantastic protein bar that'll get you through your day. And right now we have a very special promo code um, that you can use to get your customized package of Built Bars today. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get ten dollars off your first order. Use promo code Locked On for ten dollars off at builtbar.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Um, so then, obviously playing in the NCAA tournament, that was a, a big goal of yours. Coming into South Dakota State, though, prior to getting to the NCAA tournaments, um, you did ultimately have to redshirt a year. Um, do you feel like that really helped your development? And what were you working on during that, that one-year time period to kind of get into the position to be a three-time Summit League Player of the Year? Yeah, that, that redshirt year was super crucial for me. I mean, for me personally, I, I came out of Kimmel, Nebraska, kind of this chunky, you know, 6'9 kid who just shot the basketball pretty well. Um, and I realized right away that first summer that I got to college how, you know, physical the game was, how much more there was, you know, to it going into college. So for me, I, I really took that, that redshirt year to, you know, work on my body, 
um, and just make sure that I was preparing myself for, you know, for the division one level. And I have, you know, so many guys to thank my strength coach there, all the players on the team at the time, the coaching staff, just because, you know, they all pushed me to, you know, be something better than I, I even, uh, you know, originally thought I could be. So it was a lot of, a lot of just time, hard work. It was, you know, at the end of the day, it was hard because that year I come in with three other freshmen and those two guys are playing right away. And I'm just practicing, 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 no games, no games. So um, it was tough mentally. It was tough physically. But, you know, at the end of the day, I knew it was going to be super beneficial for me. And then, you know, everything just kind of paid off. I just started to, you know, focus on doing what I could to help the team win. And uh, things started working out. Absolutely, man. And um, speaking of kind of the growth and development and the fact, you know, obviously uh, you could shoot the ball really well. Is that something you just naturally were always able to do um, at a decent clip and then you kind of kept working on it? Were you a smaller kid initially that just um, had to learn some of those guard skills? What was kind of your story behind being able to shoot the ball from behind the arcs, from behind the arc? So, I mean, you shot 41% for your college career while attempting 4.8 three-pointers three points per game. Like, that's pretty impressive, man. Yeah, not bad. I mean, I, I do have to credit all that to my mom. I mean, my mom is she's the one who really taught me how to shoot at such a young age. I mean, we had so many just fun games where at a young age, I was just learning to, you know, flick my wrist and really get good uh, spin on the ball, which is something that's super crucial. Um, so for me, um, you kind of said it at a young age, I was, you know, smaller, um, but I did, you know, my mom had a, a basketball in my hand. It seemed like 24 seven, I was always dribbling it around. So I felt like at such a young age um, and the height I was, I was able to learn kind of these guard skills that just stuck with me as I started to, you know, hit a growth spurt. But for me, yeah, shooting, shooting has always been kind of something that's, that's been natural just because of how much I've worked on it. Um, Just countless hours, you know, on my front court in Nebraska in the gym with my mom and things like that. So definitely just, you know, time and work has paid off for me in in that aspect of things. Yeah. And it looks like, did your mom play professional basketball? Is that, is that an accurate statement? Yes, yes, she did. She played She played pro basketball for three or four years, four or five maybe. I'm not sure. I, sh- I should know. I should know <laughs> that. But no, she, she was a baller. She's the she's definitely the real baller of the family, and uh, I have to I have to credit her with a lot of a lot of things. That's awesome. Uh, do you know where she played at? Um, she was in. Um, oh my gosh, I should know how to say this. She was in Australia for a little bit. Um, and then she was in, man, I can't think of it. It's over in Europe somewhere, but she was, she was, she was over in the same area that I was not in Spain, but she was, uh, over in that same hemisphere. So she was a, she was a baller though. You know, she's just, she, she thrived at it. That's awesome. And I'm looking, I mean, I just did a quick Google search, right? I mean, you can find anything on Google and your dad played for the Cowboys as well. So you come from a pretty, pretty impressive athletic background, man. Yeah, my my jeans my jeans are really really good. I'm not I'm not <laughs> complaining about that one. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so in your time at South Dakota State, uh, you were a three time Summit League Player of the Year. I know I mentioned that a couple times. I just think it's really impressive. Want to make sure the people that are listening to this who don't know you uh, understand just how the talent you're bringing to the team. Four time first team All Conference, two time AP Honorable All or Honorable Mention All American, and third team All American once. You own the school record in points and rebounds. Out of all those accolades, um, which honor means the most to you, man? Uh, that's a tough question. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not really sure. I, I couldn't. I couldn't just necessarily say one. One means the most to me. I mean, they're all they're all really special. But I mean, for me, at the end of the day, it's it's never really been about just 
personal accolades or, or just trying to, you know, break records or set new records. Um, you know, I'm a guy who really does just like to focus on, you know, enjoying the time um, at the moment and just really enjoying who I'm around, the coaching staff I'm with. So for me to get all those accolades, it's it's so much more behind that. It's having, you know, the right teammates that, you know, are willing to make the extra pass. It's having a coaching staff who's willing to, you know, build offenses um, to key certain shots and things like that. So I, I couldn't necessarily say that just one accolade means the most. Um, you know, a, a huge shout out to all the teammates, coaches, um, and all the support that I've had throughout everything. So I, I can't, I can't really narrow that one down. That's a tough question for me. <laughs> I, I think that's fair, but I mean, I think that's a pretty good answer. Um, that's typically what I hear, anyways, is from from folks when I talk to them on the phone and stuff. You know, the, the personal accolades are great and all, but it was a byproduct of everything else that that happened, right? And that that's great, but it wasn't the ultimate goal usually. Exactly. Yeah, I com- I completely agree. Awesome, man. So after South Dakota State, um, you went into so you actually declared early for the NBA draft a year earlier. Um, got some feedback, went back to school, um, went undrafted in 2019, and signed on with the Portland Trailblazers for the summer league. Um, I, I want to get a, some I, some a sense of what happened during that NBA draft. Um, were you talking to a lot of teams leading up to the draft? Um, what was it like immediately after the draft? Did you have a lot of teams that were interested in getting you on their summer league teams or getting you on um, you know a two way contract that kind of thing? Yeah, it, it was a it was definitely an interesting time for me. Uh, uh, not a lot of people know, but right after my senior season, I actually had a stress fracture in my foot, um, and that kind of that kind of hindered my entire draft process. So, um, for me, I, I didn't get to do a single draft workout. Um, didn't have the chance to to try to get invited to the NBA Combine. Um, I just kind of didn't really have a chance to 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 go out and show teams you know what I could do um in person and that was one thing that was you know I was going to use obviously to my advantage was those NBA workouts um so I never really got the chance to do it um I I really did let my agent handle all of that stuff I kind of told him I'm like listen keep me out of the loop on things I kind of just want to focus on rehabbing my foot and getting everything better um and then obviously the draft comes I'm hopeful that maybe something will happen but obviously you know at the end of the day I'm a realistic person and I know that you know not having that draft um you know that draft combine or anything like that exposure did kind of hurt me in the long run but uh, or in the short run but uh you know I was still able to you know be fortunate enough to get picked up by Portland for for summer league which was which was a fantastic experience and I'm, I'm very thankful for the organization for that opportunity yeah, were you 100% healthy for your time with Portland? I was, I was. I finally, I finally, you know, I rehabbed that pretty much that entire draft process, and I was, I was 100% by the time uh, the summer league rolled around. So I was ready to go, but at the end of the day, for me, I still, you know, I, I didn't get a play five on five at all. I was still trying to kind of get myself back in the groove. Um, when summer league rolled around, so I, I definitely feel like I could have done better. But you know, like I said, it was a it was still a great opportunity for me to just kind of get out there a little bit. Definitely, man. Everything kind of happens for a reason, and and you ultimately ended up playing overseas in Spain, which sounds like um, similar area to where your your mother played a while back. Um, I don't know how to. I'm gonna butcher the team name, so I might need your help here. But Rio Natura Monbus. Oh, you know what? What is the team you play for? <laughs> we just we just call it a uh, Mambas Obradorio. Okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah. So you can just stick with Obra. That'll just be easy. I like it, Obra. All right. So you play for Obra over in Spain. Sounds like the northwestern uh, corner of Spain, kind of by Portugal. Um, how has that been? What has that transition been like, going from small town Nebraska to South Dakota State to Spain? 
Yeah, I mean, the transition um, transition wasn't that bad at all. Um, you know, for me, you know, there's a new step um, in the road every single, you know, every single level you go up from high school to college, college to professional. So there's a learning curve to, to every new level of basketball. But for me, um, this one, this transition has been the easiest. Um, you know, for me going in, I still have to work hard because you come in as a rookie and, you know, there's guys on this team who are 15, 16 year veterans and you have to prove yourself to them, prove yourself to the coaching staff. Uh, but for me, this first year experience was, was fantastic. It was, you know, a chance for me to travel the world, a chance for me to, you know, make a, make a living on doing what I love and what I've dreamed of since I was a little kid. So, um, I'm just counting my blessings each day, um, that I get the opportunity to play basketball. Awesome, man. That, that's really, I mean, it sounds like, I mean, I'm looking at the stats right now. You're shooting 45% from three, um, obviously having a pretty good shooting, um, Shooting year, uh, getting 3.7 rebounds per game. Sounds like your team's kind of in the middle of the road um, at this point. Uh, as far as you know, the coronavirus pandemic, is the season planning on getting going again? And if so, are you planning on returning this year to finish out the season? Yeah, it was a you know crazy time that we're living in right now. Obviously, hope everyone is 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 at home and safe. But um, it was a hard time for sure. I mean, we went we went from one day practicing to get ready to guard this really good shooter of the of this team we we're getting ready to play to pretty much coaching staff and all our front office people telling everyone to just stay home and, and that season's postponed indefinitely but uh actually the spain league just came out they're proposing a, a 12-team tournament to finish in the canary islands um at the end of may i want to say and we actually just missed the cut of being um in the in that 12 team you know top 12 team standing so for me my season um is officially over i think it was officially announced like last week um and last week i was still in spain so for me it was kind of a sad way to end the season but you know understand the circumstances that we're in so you know i i I still am questioning whether they're even going to be able to finish this season i feel like it's just going to keep getting pushed back but you know hopefully things start to go back to normal here soon Definitely. So you were in Spain um, as late as last week. Yeah, I uh, I just got back to the states um, on Tuesday. Oh man, so that's crazy. Last Tuesday, yeah. So I was I was still over there, um, just kind of waiting for the final verdict of what was going to happen with the league, and then was was lucky enough to be able to catch a flight, and get back over here to the states. Still. Yeah, I have a, a couple questions on that. So my one of my good friends actually lives um, in Mallorca right now, and he was saying that they are on full lockdown. I mean, not even like American lockdown. Basically, you just can't leave your house. Um, it, was that how it was in your part of Spain? Or what was that? What were you basically doing? Oh, yeah, it was it was that um, we weren't we weren't allowed to leave the house unless you were going to the grocery store. Um, you weren't allowed to drive in the car with more than two or more than one person. If you had two people, you could get fined. Um, but yeah, it was I literally was in my house for like a month and a half, I think. Um, pretty much just trying to do a bunch of at-home workouts, um, playing video games, just trying to keep my mind busy. So um, it was a it was a difficult time, but at the same time, you know, I'm a guy who's very simple and it doesn't take a lot to to you know keep me busy. So I was able to you know just keep my mind rolling during that time. Yeah, man, that's tough. So what video games were you playing? Uh, a lot of Fortnite, um, a lot of Call of Duty with 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 my friends, and then uh, I play some computer games too. So, uh, just 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 the just the typical typical games. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, totally totally get that. I tried playing Fortnite a couple times, and uh, 
everyone just kicks my butt. So I went to Call of Duty where at least if I die, I can get back in the game, man. I just, yep, I'm yep. not good enough to play the, the one one death and you're out thing. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. So then um, flying back from Spain, um, was it eerie flying from Spain back to America? Like, was there any, how many people were on your plane? Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Um, you know, my travel was, my travel was unorthodox. Um, the airport in Santiago, um, where my team is was actually closed. So I had to get on a bus, um, a seven or like a seven hour bus ride from Santiago to Madrid. And I know Madrid's a hotspot right now. So I was all decked out with my mask and my gloves and I was, I was prepared with my you know sanitizing wipes and hand sanitizer. Um, but it was, it was definitely crazy. You know, I flew from Madrid to London and that, that flight was actually, it was pretty full surprisingly, but it, you could tell it was a lot of like people from London or it was some Americans that were just trying to get out of there at the time. But then the, the big jumbo jet flight from London to Dallas, there was like a total of, I think 20 people on the flight. Oh man! Um, and it was, it was just insane. It was, it's, it's crazy going into, you know, these places where you're so used to seeing so many people and, and there's just nobody there. It's kind of a spooky feeling, but travel was definitely different. Um, but I'm definitely thankful that I was able to get home. Yeah. Wow. That I can only imagine. I mean, I've seen pictures of, and I fly a lot for work. So I see, I mean, I see pictures of people on planes and like, that is just something I've never seen before. Uh, so to fly from, fly from overseas and have 20 people on your plane is, is kind of eerie, man. Yeah, it was crazy. So, um, now you're in Portland and um, obviously it sounds like you're quarantining with your girlfriend. Um, what are you doing right now to stay in shape then while you're back in the States? Um, well, I'm luckily, I'm lucky. My girl has a, she's got a really nice like sport court here. Um, at her house and then she's got an at-home gym and then I, I make her take me to this like uh, there's like this this trail and hill we can run up so I we jog there and then I make her run hill sprints with me but I just <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing anything and everything to to try to stay in a, a little bit of shape before things start opening up but I mean right now you know just doing that for quarantine and then eventually I'll, I'll get the chance to head back home and get to a get to a, a good gym and and start getting myself back in real shape and that dude you're putting her through the ring or making her run hills with you oh yeah well, well she's a she's actually a professional volleyball player so she's uh she's it's good for her too that's good man <laughs> well um, I, I would not want to run hills right now. That sounds that sounds miserable, but I definitely get it. Glad you're able to uh, stay in shape a little bit. Sounds like you're able to get a few shots up as well. The the court you guys have, it sounds like, is right. Oh yeah, no, it's it's nice. It's really nice. So yeah, I'm able to able to keep a touch with basketball a little bit. Awesome, man. So um, next season, kind of, are you planning on um, sticking with your Spain team? What's the goal for next season? Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, the goal is to, you know, good Lord willing, eventually try to get back to the United States. Um, I mean, it's a, it's been a dream of mine to, to play in the, play in the NBA ever since I was a little kid. So for me, um, I'm not really sure yet. Haven't made any final decisions. Um, definitely still trying to wait to see how the, the rest of the ACB league finishes out. Um, and just kind of see, you know, the status of the world right now. I, I have a feeling, you know, basketball might be postponed, you know, for a little bit longer. Um, but for me, I'm just gonna, you know, let my, let my agent do all that work and just kind of sit back and, you know, work and, and work out, try to stay in shape. And then I'll, uh, wait for him to give me that call and tell me what's next for me. 
Absolutely, man. Um, and so obviously you have the TBT coming up. That'll be, it sounds like, the next um, opportunity to play organized basketball. Um, has has it always been a goal to play in the TBT? TBT? It sounds like you knew some people who have played in it before. Um, you kept in touch with Jeff Horner. But has it always been a goal, something you looked at in previous years and said that would be fun to play in? Um, it definitely was. You know, I, I was actually, I, I was, I've been pretty unfamiliar with it. Um, you know, I've heard about it the past, you know, four or five years, but uh, I've never really done my own research. I've had people reach out to me and ask me about it or tell me about it. Um, you know, but after, you know, kind of seeing some of my buddies who played in it, seeing, you know, the legit payoff at the end of it is, is uh, something that's very enticing to me. So, um, I think it's going to be a, a fantastic experience. It's something that I'm really looking forward to. And I mean, you can just tell the competition level is, is, is there 100%. The guys that you see, you know, signing on with some of these teams are, are, are crazy good. And, you know, I've had some crazy careers. So, um, this is something that I'm really looking forward to. Absolutely. And, and out of the guys on the Iowa United team, um, how familiar are you with the guys in the team? And is there anyone in particular that stands out as someone you've been looking forward to playing with? I mean, I, I do know a couple of the guys. Um, you know, I know Nick. Uh, we played, me and Nick played against each other a couple times um, throughout college. And then uh, I'm trying to think. I, I'm still I'm still bad with names. I'm trying to learn everybody. There's <laughs> another guy who's got uh, his brother uh, played at uh, Oral Roberts. And we oh, played yeah, Josh, each other. Josh Young. Yep, 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 Josh Young. So we played, I played against his brother. So I was kind of familiar with him. Um, and then me and Peter Jock had, we worked out one year. I think it was the year, uh, his draft year. I was down in Phoenix with him working out. So I got to, got to know him, but, uh, I mean, looking at everybody else, I've done my research. I've watched, I've watched some, some film and stuff, but I mean, this, this, these guys look like just, you know, a solid group of guys. Um, you know, they all seem like team players and, and, and I think that, you know, we got something special going into this year's TBT. Yeah, so with that being said, what are your expectations then for this year? Do you feel like this is a team that um, can truly compete for the two million dollar winner take all prize? I mean, I want to say yes. I'm I'm a very I'm a very competitive guy, um, and you know I'm a guy who who likes to win, likes to have confidence with what he's doing. So I mean, just looking at you know, kind of looking at the group of guys we have, I think we got a, a lot of underdog guys who are going to surprise a lot of people this year. Um, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself uh, with <laughs> expectations wise, but you know, I like to take things you know one game by you know game by day, and uh, I think I think you know if we just go out there, you know, play with a lot of effort, play with a lot of energy, um, we can surprise a lot of people this year. I I couldn't agree more, man. I think the team that that Matt and Jeff have worked on putting together is is a really solid team from top to bottom and has a lot of really great pieces that I think fit really nicely together, especially for, for the tournament this year. So really excited to watch you guys, watch you guys play in that. Um, okay. Going on to a few other kind of non basketball questions, kind of wrap up and get to know you stuff. Um, the first one All I right. have to ask because the state of Iowa um, has four main schools, Iowa state, Iowa, you and I, and Drake, um, you and I, and Drake don't play Nebraska. Um, Iowa state has, you know, used to play Nebraska a lot and Iowa now hates Nebraska. Do you like Nebraska? <laughs> I do like I, I do like Nebraska. Um, you know, obviously they they always have a special place in my heart. Um, I, I do have to admit I, I I was a little salty coming out of high school that I didn't get you know an offer from Nebraska, but uh, but for me I, I completely understand you know the coaching staff at the time with Coach Miles. Um, 
you know, I, I, I do have a soft spot for them, <laughs> but I do I do think that they kind of put themselves in position to, to catch a little heat. <laughs> yeah, I, that was that was probably the best, uh, the most PC answer you could give for <laughs> for being a Nebraska fan. I just, I just find it funny. I'm, one of my best friends is a Nebraska fan, and um, I just like to give him a lot of crap. But, man, the uh, for both sides not thinking it's a rivalry, um, the amount of time that each side invests in hating on the other one uh, sure makes it seem like it's a rivalry. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's funny, man. Um, all right. So we're just going to do a couple of, fi- you know, a couple things to get to know you. Um, what is your favorite superhero? My favorite superhero is Spider-Man. Oh, well, uh, any particular yeah. reason? Uh, ever since I was younger, I-, I think the very first, the very first one that came out, uh, we have a, we have a theater in my hometown. It's, it's not open anymore. So, um, it's kind of sad, but we have a theater in my hometown and I remember the first showing with the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and I got to go there and I got like this big Spider-Man foam finger and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I think ever since then I was just a huge, huge Spider-Man fan. Okay. So that raises the million dollar question here. Do you like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man or Tom Holland's? Uh, it's like it's, it's hard because realistically, the 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 newest one with Tom is like it's it's more realistic. It's more you know how Spider-Man was in the comics as a, as a young teenager, and you can tell he's stressed about the real life things of schools, friends, relationships, things like that. I mean, when I still see. You know, I still go back and watch the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, and I just still see like this grown man who's in high school and gets these powers. So, I don't know. It's it's a tough one. I'd probably have to go with the the newest ones are better, but deep down in my heart, like Tobey Tobey Maguire is my guy. All right, I can respect that. So, um, poor Andrew Garfield. I didn't even mention him. Does is he the is he the third out of that three uh, list of three? Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I, I think I don't I don't even know what was going on with those movies. The storyline's not bad, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't a big fan of those. Yeah, those are – I don't even honestly remember the Andrew Garfield era. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> I watched all the Spider-Mans, and I honestly couldn't tell you what happened in his. Um, yep, yep, so that I just kind of speaks volumes to how, how successful that part of the franchise was. Um, favorite pump-up song before a game? Ooh. Um, this is tough. This is, this is probably going to go against what a lot of people think, but I got to go with How to Save a Life by The Fret. I don't know why. I just I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big Frey fan. Um, I like I like listening to that kind of style of music. And you know, for me, it's not always about just these huge pump up beats, but I just like getting into the rhythm of the music. Um, so for me, I, I can put that song on and get going really quick. Definitely a unique choice. I have not heard that on any of my interviews before, um, but I, I can see it. It's kind of like a calming type of thing, getting you in the, the mood and stuff. Yep, I can yep. okay, I can see that. Definitely, yep. like I said, definitely one of the more unique answers I've, I've gotten. Um, <laughs> favorite place to eat either at South Dakota State on campus or just in general? That's a good question. Hmm. At South Dakota State, they have this uh they have this sports bar and grill called cubbies so that was like a a go-to spot for me after games with my family um it's just kind of a bar and grill it's really laid back it's a it's a good scene um but man just in general i don't know i think i'm a simple like subway guy i love eating subway just a a nice ham and cheese sandwich uh, (laughs) can go a long ways for me i get that i mean i'm a chipotle guy just i just need a couple tacos man and I'm, i'm happy Okay, okay. <laughs> um, favorite non-basketball activity? Probably probably playing video games. Um, 
Yeah, I feel like I don't know. Ever since I was I, ever since I was younger, I, I've been able you know been playing video games with my cousins with my friends so it's something that i i do i do often and you know i'm fortunate enough to you know be able to play basketball and play video games and not have to worry about school work or, or sitting at a desk job anymore so i'm cool with that definitely man it sounds like um i've talked to a few of the other guys on the you know iowa united last year and then um doing you know this year coming up to uh the tbt tournament and a lot of guys do play call of duty you all should get a twitch stream together and um air that for some of the iowa united fans see if uh See if people like to tag along and watch what you guys do. Oh yeah, I would. I would for sure. I, I'm sure when when things start getting closer and we start getting into some group text messages, we'll we'll get something figured out. Cause I'm a I'm a big I'm a I wouldn't say that I'm a super super nice at the video games, but but I uh, I play a decent amount, so I feel like I could hold my own. So I think we could get a a nice little squad run going in Call of Duty. I love man. I'll talk to Matt and see if he can. Uh, put those plans in place. I know Deontay loves doing that. So I um, love playing Call of Duty. I think that'd be a lot of fun to watch you guys get on that. For sure. For sure. Awesome, man. Um, so final question for you, um, for the people who haven't had an opportunity to watch you play, I, I got a chance, you know, I've seen you play before live and also went back and watched some YouTube videos. So I have a pretty good idea, but um, from your mouth, what do you bring to this team? Um, consistency. I would say that's the, that's kind of the biggest thing I bring. I'm, I'm just a guy who's going to be super consistent, you know, whether it's just rebounding, uh, you know, boxing out, um, scoring, things like that. I, I want to be a guy that, you know, guys can, can, you know, lean on or, or look to, you know, late in games when things are, you know, might be shaky or the score might be close and, uh, and just me being a calming factor. Um, I'm a guy who likes to try to keep, you know, everyone in it together because at the end of the day, when you have a team that, you know, believes in something together, you're going to, you're going to do, um, you know, more successful things than other teams who start to break off in those situations. So for me, um, I just try to keep everyone together. You know, we're, we're all in this together, keep huddles going through certain plays, certain times, doesn't matter, but just try to keep everyone level headed. So that's definitely what I would bring to the table. Oh, dude, that was a, that was a great answer. I feel like, um, I would have probably led with the the ability to kind of do inside out type of stuff, um, shooting with you know shooting the three and also play inside. But I think the glue guy aspect is something that a lot of people don't even think about is one of the most crucial aspects to a team. Yep, for sure. I love it, man. Well, Mike, I really appreciate your time. Um, it's a Sunday Sunday morning. You're spending the time talking to me as opposed to doing literally anything else you could be doing. So I absolutely appreciate <laughs> it. Um, stay safe out there, buddy. Uh, looking forward to talking to you more as the the tournament gets closer. And um, good luck, man. Hey, man, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, it was it was great to talk to you. Awesome, man. Talk to you later, bud. All right. Sounds good. See you. Bye. All right, and that will do it for our TBT Tuesday episode of the show. Um, a big shout-out to Mike Dom for taking his time to talk to me You know, on a on a Sunday when we recorded. Absolutely appreciate his time. I um, hope you all enjoyed a little bit more insight into his college career, kind of his recruiting process, um, post-college, what he did with the draft and and how that impacted his uh, potential pro, pro pro prospects, and then what how his time was overseas in Spain and what he's looking most forward to playing with the Iowa United this summer. Um, sounds like he's very excited to play with some of these guys, has a bit of familiarity with a few of these folks, so really excited to see him on the court with the Iowa United in the $2 million winner-take-all TBT tournament this summer. Again, if you did like what you heard today, make sure to like, review, and subscribe wherever you downloaded this podcast 
podcast at. And make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you are a fan of the Iowa United, which I'm assuming you are if you're listening to the show, um, honestly, I don't know why you wouldn't be. It's a great opportunity to see all the major schools in the state of Iowa and a few of the surrounding folks all come together for a good cause and to win some money and represent the great state of Iowa. But again, if you are a fan, make sure to follow the Iowa United on Twitter at IowaTBT. And make sure to follow our guy, Mike Dom, at Dominator24 on Twitter. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a fantastic and safe day. And let's go, Iowa. Iowa.